Welcome to Morning Faith. My name is David Moore. If you're new to this series, we're analyzing 39 parables from the teachings of Jesus. Through this series, we'll take each one and break it down to make it easier to understand its meaning. And just a note, Jesus was divine and he had infinite knowledge. We do not presume that this is the only interpretation of this parable, but it's ours, and we hope it helps. Today, we'll be talking about the parable of the weeds. Our scripture will be Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30, NIV. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. This parable, while it's such a simple parable, tells us so much. It seems to be the continuation of the parable of the sower and follows the path of the seed thrown on the good soil, which grows well because it is actually forming deep roots. So Jesus is implying that even though you've placed your seed on good soil, and you're growing in your faith, there's no length that the evil one will not go to to try to hurt you in your faith with God by planting evil all around you. There's been a lot of interpretation on why Jesus chose farming subjects for his parables, so I won't spend much time on that part since most of the ones that were listening were farmers of some sort. It's important to note that many of the parables of Jesus are connected to other parts of the Bible. So just a side note, while I was doing this parable, as with all the information I give out in podcasts, I always do a significant amount of research into other parts of the scripture that might help us understand this parable better. When doing the research on this parable, I was so encouraged and excited about how many references that showed through from this one small parable. As soon as I finished one connection, there was another connection that I was able to explore. There was actually so much information, I'm now planning to do another podcast just on what I found. Spoiler alert, it's going to be very enlightening. So as a Bible learner who really enjoys understanding the Bible, it's amazing when you read a passage and another part of a scripture jumps into your mind. For example, when reading this parable, if you've read the book of Revelation, you might make a connection. When Jesus is explaining this parable to his disciples, there are a few things that jump out at you, as Jesus describes. Matthew thirteen thirty-seven. The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. We understand this to be Jesus, the one who makes all things possible. As we learned in the parable of the sower, the good seeds are the ones that are cast on the good soil. The growth is likened to our receiving the message of God's Word. This Word is not only heard by people, but it's understood. The Word allows our faith to grow deep roots, and we become fruitful in the Lord's work and understanding. In Matthew thirteen thirty-eight, Jesus describes, The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. 
The weeds are the people of the evil one. As we know from our readings, people were placed in the world, and the ones that hear and understand God's word are the good people of the kingdom of heaven. Their names are written in the book of life. The ones that reject the understanding that Jesus is the Son of God are considered the bad crop. Now, it's important to note that being part of the bad crop is a choice. And if you are considered part of the bad crop, it's never too late to become a follower of Jesus. Again, it's a choice. In Matthew 13, 39, Jesus explains, And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Now, there are many bad influences in the world which can keep your name out of the book of life. Rejecting the teachings of Jesus means you've heard those teachings and you've chosen not to believe. If you believe that might be you, and you're reading or listening to this, there is still hope. For when the harvesters, who are the chosen angels of God, come to separate the good from the bad, I assure you, you'll want to be counted among the good. It really doesn't go well for the bad. In Matthew 13, 40, Jesus explains, As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. As you can see from this passage, everyone will be required to stand before the throne and be judged. The pit of fire is reserved for all of those that do not believe that Christ is the Son of God. Taking the gift that Jesus has given you, get your name written in the book of life. In Matthew 13, 41, Jesus explains, The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. So, while standing at the throne, everyone will be sorted into good and evil. The good will be identified by your name being written in the book of life. If you're not listed, you're put in the other group, for which there is only one destination, the pit of fire. At this point, there will be no bargaining with the harvesters. Written in Matthew 13, 42, Jesus explains, They will be thrown into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you're wondering what happens to the bad group of people, there it is. Now, just to clarify, this blazing furnace is not someplace where you're put and then it's over. This is a forever kind of thing. Oh, and you get to spend eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and the devil. Now, in Matthew 13, 43, Jesus explains, Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Once the sorting is complete, all of the good people who have chosen to hear and understand the message of Jesus are now able to collect their inheritance, which is eternity in the kingdom of God. So, as you can see, there's a lot of information packed into this one parable. As I alluded to, there are many different connections between this parable and the end of times that are described in Revelation. My next podcast will outline many of these. The biggest takeaway from this parable is learning that there's two groups of people at the end of the age. The people who reject Jesus and his teachings, and those that choose to take the gift that he has given and already paid for with his blood. All you have to do to be a Christian is just ask Jesus, admitting you've sinned. There are no special words. 
Just be truthful. Jesus truly wants to be part of your life. Just invite him in. From that point, you're in. The best part is it doesn't end there. It's just the beginning. We call this day one. Continue to understand what it means to be a Christian by learning and asking questions. And again, include Jesus in your daily life. It can be done with prayer and just general conversations. Keep your mind open, your heart fixed on God, and use the Bible as your source for your answers, Old Testament and New. Thank you for joining us today. Please take a moment to like and subscribe and maybe leave a comment. For additional topics, please visit us at 316ministry.cc. If you'd like to support the development of this media, please take a moment to make a donation using the button on our website. Your generosity is appreciated and helps keep this free media flowing. May the Lord bless you and keep you throughout the day.